Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Harley and Josh Show. This week, we have no Harley. We have two Harleys in a, in a coat pretending... Who told you that? Who told you that? <laughs> standing on each other's shoulders, pretending to be Rich Webb. <sighs> yes, he's great. <laughs> a whole crowd saying the same thing. Yeah. Um, well, just one guy cupping his hands. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> Peek behind the curtain, right. man. Who told you that? Um, so, welcome, Rich. Thank you very much for filling in last minute. Thanks um, for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Um, for regular listeners, Rich has been on before, but he is a multi-instrumentalist, a composer uh, for video games, as well as a teacher and a live musician, and just does everything that you want to do. Uh, in one big package with a beard, so it's great. Um, so I'll yeah, take that. I'll put that on yeah. the tombstone. On the, on the tomb. <laughs> so, okay, this show isn't going to go that bad. Big package and a beard. Hmm. <laughs> so we've got some music by Stretch Soul Gang, a bit of Impilo and Kyanos, and we're going to be talking about news about um, Ipswich Sound City. They've got a music industry kind of panel discussion going on all day here at. Uh, Punch Studios. That's on the fourth of October. We're going to be talking about what is going to be talked about and uh, and what kind of needs to be talked about. And we're also going to be discussing uh, your suggestion for what we talk about, Rich. What what, what do you call it? Um, rapid skill acquisition. That was it. I just put fast learning. Fast learning. <laughs> first rapid skill acquisition. So like this whole the first hundred days kind of thing. Yep. Is that the right title for the book? So the book was called The First 20 Hours. First 20 Hours, that's it. So I I, I sort of overcompensated there, didn't I? (laughs) But yeah, we can jump into that. Do you want to jump into that now? We'll do it in a bit. What I would really like to know, uh, Rich, is really kind of about last week. You know what I mean? What'd you do? Yeah, what do you do musically during the week, Roosh? I had a little bit of a chill one. I've actually got myself a new... Little residence, a studio. Yes. And uh, I've been just kitting it out. I've been getting the branding everywhere, making sure everything's kind of, I don't know, just like a well-oiled machine. Yes. So... You oiled um, the room. Oiling everything. Good. Yeah. Broke a bunch of guitars. Moisturised. <laughs> covered them in oil. Just, oh, no, I'd use 10W40s. <laughs> yeah, oh, whoops. Yeah, nice. Yeah, so are you, so have you basically transferred everything musical that you have in your house into this one space yeah. that you can use? Yeah, I had a sort of a home studio set up that was relatively, it was, it was relatively good, but it just needed, it needed somewhere where it could kind of break out into a bigger space. Yeah. And also I found that like, if you didn't, if I don't separate my work and play hours and my mm-hmm. work and play spaces, they both kind of cross over into each other and both become rubbish. Mm. So I don't relax when I'm supposed to be relaxing. I'm always slightly thinking of something I'm supposed to be doing. And when I'm working, I'm always slightly distracted by fun things like Mm. video games or food. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, true, yeah. So this gives me that perfect separation. I go on, uh, sorry, get up in the morning and go and sort of put on my uh, figurative tie and yes. <laughs> uh, obviously not going to wear a tie, I'm no. a musician. So I'm going to go down to the studio and I'll work my hours there and then I come home and then I'm just, you know, daddy slash husband when I get home. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's nice. Yeah, that is really great because there is a problem nowadays where people are finding it very difficult to just sort of separate those two things. The fact that we do have a supercomputer in our pockets telling us exactly what we need to be replying to at all times. It's also that kind of thing of having office hours. I think it's a great thing as a musician to be able to do that. Just be able to say, right, I am in the office between nine and five. Uh, If you need contact from me, that's a normal time to talk to someone. Um, But outside of that, it's just going to have to wait for tomorrow. Yeah, Um, you can see how that... that kind of goes out the window though because if yeah. you've ever sent an email to someone and it says out of office reply i'll get back to you on monday and you're like oh that's uh, so annoying yeah exactly yeah <laughs> so you can see how people are always trying to kind of like keep a competitive edge by going no i'm i'm in the get middle of my it. honeymoon but i'll i'll text you back and i'll yeah you know. exactly sort of getting out in front of it and that's the thing though like i just it, sometimes it feels like a bit of an insult when somebody messages you sitting again yeah urgent r- reply needed at 11 o'clock at night mm. and they're just like yeah like give me all these details now 
now. And I'm just, are you kidding me? <laughs> like, yeah. I've been I've been at my phone all day at the laptop, you know. So uh, anyway, are you have you got a name for it yet? Is it Webtoons HQ? That's a pretty good yeah. That's that's a pretty good starting working title. Yeah, that's Webtoons your Webtoons HQ. Your Webtoons Blue Harvest Studio. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, are you going to do any branding? Um, do you mean sort of advertising and getting the signs out front and stuff like that? Yeah, I think I'm going to put a bit of a sign there because it's a bit hard to find. I mm. mean, I want it to be relatively hard to find. Yeah, because you know, you've got no stuff in there for thieves, but um, <laughs> I want it to be easy to find for clientele. Yeah, I mean, it's the same thing with with band vans. A lot of the time, yeah. I mean, I've I, I've I did it on the old Chevy. I put the logo on it, but on the new van, I'm kind of like I'm not sure if I want to because it just sort of advertised it. Okay, this is a band van or a band you know, um, area for, for them to store gear. So there's going to be loads of expensive stuff in there. Crikey. Yeah. yeah. You just need a big sticker saying there's no expensive things left in here. Overnight. overnight. Yeah. Exactly. So there's a safe Promise. in here. In fact, there's a guy in there who's going to like, <laughs> exactly. this is a ninja. In yeah. the just chained to the wall. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you want to steal some stuff. No, that's, that's actually where Harley is right now. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> in my van. He's guarding all the lockability's gear. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, so you've been having your students there, um, teaching out of there as well? Um, not particularly that much. My my um, student base is all mostly in Kesgrave, which oh, yeah. is where I live. So most of them just come to the house. And I've, ke- I've made my teaching setup way simpler. It's nice. literally just uh, like a clipboard and some pens and paper, the piano and my guitar. That's it. Oh, that's cool. I just keep it dead simple because I, I was kind of getting a bit too over the top with it and getting logic going and yeah it was, it was too much yeah I get that because I, I was doing that when I was teaching from home I don't really do that as much anymore because I'm a bit more tucked away than you are mm. um, and yeah it just it would sort of start thinking right, okay so you've got to think about different setups when everybody's you know coming in and then the more you complicate it by sitting there making this massive logic session that sometimes doesn't want to load or you know there's preferences that you have to go through and sitting there oh sorry excuse me I'm just can't ask. there's not there's no audio coming out oh why is that let me just google it for a second and you're halfway through the lesson yeah exactly and and, and half of my students are all transferring to rock school or ABRSM, okay, yeah. respectively. And, you know, to get that's them to all sleep. working out of the book. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, a lot of the time it's a very, very simple setup for a lesson. Yeah. And to be honest, like telling half the kids who, you know, live sort of a stone's throw away from my house to go all the way into Ipswich to go yeah. to the studio is mm-hmm. kind of a waste of both of us. No, that makes so. absolute sense. Yeah. yeah, it's I. It's that whole kiss theory, isn't it? Not well, Keep it simple. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. Um, cause yeah, like every time, so I've literally just got a little satchel that I take around with me. It's got all the grade books that I teach out of, and it's also got my little black star, uh, little tiny little nine volt battery. Well, it's not, it's got like four, four AA batteries in there and uh, yeah, makes exactly the right amount of noise. Got it from West End Music just around the corner. You can get, get, get one from there. Um, and it's, Other products are available. No, they're not. No, they're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm getting paid for this, man. Um, so yeah, kind of putting it all into one bag and uh, just a guitar or a bass on my back, I go in there, and most of the time, if the student just has an electric, I take an acoustic with me that is an electroacoustic, so they can plug into the amp if uh, if need and be. you've still got enough volume to be heard. Yes, exactly, through my acoustic or through my bass. And it, yeah, so it, just keeping it really simple, because I'm moving around quite a lot, I usually go to other people's houses or people's schools. If I make a big setup, you know, I have to get there an hour beforehand just to get it going. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, um, so what kind of... Uh, what are you hoping that this is really going to do for you having this new space? Um, well, the whole idea came down because um, I got a sort of a Father's Day gift um, uh-huh. that was, you know, instigated by my wife. Obviously, yes, obviously the one-year-old didn't, didn't do it. <laughs> but, it's um, very thoughtful, little Jasper. I got, I got some studio time booked at Planet Music. Yes. And... Um, I went there to just record some drums and just thought, oh, this will be really fun. I'll just yeah. go do that. And I was a total dynamo. I yeah. never got so much done in such a short amount of time. And I thought, I think what I need is like a little mm-hmm. workspace mm-hmm. and exactly what I just talked about. I needed that. So I just chased it and chased it until I until I got somewhere I could work from. And it's it's brilliant. What are you hoping will be sort of what you use this space for the most? Will it be composition or recording? Oh, probably a 50-50 split. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, it can also work as... Uh, I can't make ridiculous amounts of noise in there. Like, I, I don't think I could record drums in there right. and drive people mental in the nearby area. But I can certainly do small-scale rehearsals in there. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, that's, and that's another really good, like you know, uh, money saving thing because oh, you know if you think if you rehearse, I don't know, twice a week with a band, that's thirty quid a go, sixty mm-hmm. quid a week. Mm-hmm. You know, it racks it up. Does add up. It really does rack up. So if you're thinking about rent um, for for a place, I mean, you're selling out sort of five six hundred quid a month or something like this, and then you know, it, that sort of you can sort of make that money back quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, it, it, it's a great idea. Um, I think just it's it's compartmentalizing like that. It's because everybody's. We were talking about this last night on the way to the gig. Just this sort of gig economy that we're that we're working in now is a, a lot of people our generation um, are kind of moving more towards the self-employed life. And in that self-employed life, there isn't a lot of separation between home life and work life. So yeah. just being able to just. Go back to the basics of like I leave the house. Goodbye, darling. Put my fedora on, yeah. but not a tie. Not Hate a ties. Tie. Um, pfft, ties. Just symbols of ownership. But yeah, that separation of being able to sort of borrow what the nine to fivers have mm-hmm. with that. I'm going to work. I'm back from work, and I don't have to think about work yeah. when I'm home. Mm. I'm kind of like taking the best bits from being a nine to fiver. Yeah, but obviously doing the uh, none of the other stuff. Yeah, none of the above. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. It's um, uh, in terms of writing for yourself. Do you see this place being a, a, a good benefit for that? I really hope so. Yeah. I've been terrible with like. Oh, no, got, no, 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 no! You've been I've writing songs, stuff. I've got songs that I wrote in 2004, mm-hmm. still lurking around the darker parts of the hard drive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but that being your brain. Yeah, and well, my my brain's outsourced to my hard drive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> cloud based. So yeah, so that my my brain doesn't have to think as hard. <laughs> serve me, serve me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see me defragging. Yeah, <laughs> put his head in a trash bin. It's just yeah. <laughs> shaking about. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I completely understand that. I mean, I'm the same. I've got sort of ideas, lyrical ideas that have just been knocking about for years and I just didn't do anything with them. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, having this sort of either dedicated time or space to do these kind of things is, is the best thing you can do. I mean, I don't really have a dedicated space for doing it. I'll just sit on my bed with a ukulele going, oh, that's quite good, isn't it? Well, I've had this, um, this idea recently, and I don't think I've actually mentioned this to you yet, but... I'd love to sort of make um, a small vacation time every year uh-huh. to just write and to just yes. do, do some writing. And then, so let's say, for example, you go on a one week holiday once a year. Uh-huh. Well, my new version of a holiday is being able to have, I don't know, a week without having to work where I can no just teaching. write some music yeah. and then maybe have another week to just record whatever I got down. Yeah. And if you did that once a year, you know, um, if I'd been doing that for the last five years, I'd have five mm. albums yeah. just sitting there, you know, whether they were like amazing pieces yeah. of art or not, it would be something to be proud of. Yeah, true. I mean, you wouldn't get a holiday that time. <laughs> so you'd have no breaks. Well, it would but kind of feel like a holiday to good. me because it's what, it's what kind of excites my brain and, you know, mm. makes me feel good anyway. Yeah, that's true. I mean, if it's a, if it's kind of a release, and that's kind of a lot of the time, what you want to do when you're going on activities, holidays, mm. climbings, and things, you're trying to release some some tension. So if you've got brain tension, uh, yeah, releasing the dolphins, releasing what the, the end dolphins? Sorry. <laughs> oh, end dolphins. Yeah, of course. <laughs> the, the, the shaped like ends. <laughs> the end dolphins. <laughs> they can kill me. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, they're all trapped up inside. You got to release them. Remember? Yeah, of course. Like Echo the duck. <laughs> Free Willy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That, that film has completely changed. It's, it's conceptual. It's not actually right. not a real whale. No. Um, yeah, in t- just another sort of brief thing. Uh, trying to think, I've been trying to ask uh, Harley every single week. So, what was your favourite musical thing you did last week? Oof. Well, I've started experimenting with loop pedals. All right, which cool. Is fun because they've been around for. God knows how long, uh-huh. and uh, I think they were mostly sort of pioneered by like um, what's name Newton Faulkner and Ed Sheeran and yeah. sort of ilk, and that kind of put me off because I'm not really a fan of those. Uh-huh. But then I just been realizing recently how much they can benefit me potential because like for what I do, loop pedals would just be amazing if I could mm. start Im- implementing that. So I've started having a little go with one of those tabletop ones. 
Okay, yeah. You know, the one yeah. that's like five channels, the boss one. Nice. Um, just having a right old time with it. They're great, and they? Yeah. yeah. I, I had a little jam with myself doing, um, I think it was the Knight Rider theme tune. Making loads of like little layers having the best time, just like, you know, that Bill Bailey bit where he's just like, down in a minute, mum. Fired up. Yeah, very nice. You went all Buster Rhymes on it. And then yesterday we did a gig. We did. really... That was a surprisingly very great, wasn't it? Hmm. Yeah, I'll talk about a bit more about that in a bit, I think. Um, one more question. Uh, what uh, was your? What was the best thing that you learnt last week that you would like to pass on to our listeners? Oh, that's a great question. I know. I, <laughs> I know I thought of it. <laughs> uh, what did I learn? Mm. I think it's... One of the things I've been sort of slowly learning over the last month, not really just the last week. Fine. I'm going to... I'm gonna <laughs> Parameters. You know, butcher your question. Um, I take the rump of it. Is basically about... We did actually mention this as well last night, about trying not to compromise on your initial idea. So mm-hmm. anything I have been writing recently... I've been doing very well in mm. the last two or three weeks, I'd say, in stopping myself going, oh, well, that sounds a bit kind of out there and a bit weird. I should probably rein it in a bit, you know. Right. I'd, I'd need to go full weird. Full weird. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's Rich's advice for this week. Go full weird. Go full weird. Uh, speaking of weird, uh, here's our, here are some of our mates in Pilo. Uh, this is due time. Enjoy it. Have a good night. Yay! That is uh, Due Time by Impilo. That is available on all the things uh, that you can find online. Love that tune. If you do love that tune, like Rich does, uh, give them a like. Give them a review on their Facebook page. Why not? Um, And uh, they are playing this weekend with Stretch Soul Gang. I'll tell you where when you stick around for the gig list uh, later on. And we'll play some Stretch Soul Gang as well. Um, So I'm going to talk to you uh, about uh, some things. I'm going to tell you. Um, I had my first real week back in school. Yeah, yeah, you're back already. I'm I'm not back till this week. Nice. So you've had a little bit of like a, mm, yeah, a cool time. down, mm-hmm. calm before the storm. That's what it felt like uh, the week before last for me. I was just like, okay, planning time, making sure I know what's gonna, what I'm actually going to be teaching these kids. Because i got some new ones because my year six is left. <laughs> I miss them already. Um, and they all come to me, that's why. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And the um, But yeah, so we've got that kind of, uh, you know, new starters kind of figuring out what they want and, and why they want to take guitar or bass or ukulele. Um, so yeah, going back into... Moreland and Rendlesham got some new students in Rendlesham as well which is quite nice um and it's just so strange that you get back into a place and I was I was we were talking about this we were like a little bit apprehensive about it at first because you're like I've been away for so long doing this I'm not sure if I'm gonna be up to sort of having a run it you know sort of hit the ground running kind of thing but yeah like as soon as you start it's fine. Yeah you're just sort of like oh this is everything's exactly the same um so yeah had that I've been doing a bit more writing. Um, I've, I'm trying to do it every day now, um, just doing at least some sort of small snippet of a song or do a full song or do a, uh, you know, a sort of a, a chord or riff idea that I'll put onto into Logic. Um, it's just the annoying thing of just when you don't have enough space, you're constantly having to go back and forward from the garage trying to find which instrument you need. You're like, no, I need my bazooki today. <laughs> no, no, my banjo's in there. Oh, no, that's the bazooka. Yeah. <laughs> oh, because it's Frankie, that. why do we keep these in the same place? <laughs> um, yeah, this one doesn't even have strings. Uh, so yeah, that was, that's been really nice. Um, I wrote, so my favourite kind of story that I've been writing about this week was one I was boring Rich with last night. Uh, we were writing it for our band, Rich and I, the Buccaneers, um, about Black Shuck. So a lot of people listening in, if you are from East Anglia, you know about Black Shuck, the devil dog. Um, um, he's not a... You know, sounds like a hip hop artist. <laughs> the way that I talk about him, quirky. But yeah, he's uh, supposed to be this sort of demon dog. And in the 1500s, there was a great storm uh, in East Anglia, and the uh, all the people in Blytheborough ran to the church. And allegedly, what happened was the church doors burst open and a you know clap of thunder. And in this in this seven foot dog just runs in, kills two people and brings the whole church down, and then leaves two great 
black scratches down the door, which they call the devil's fingerprints. And you can still them. He eats them when you say he kills them. I don't think so. No, no. So just for sport, then. Yeah. He's or does just, he like shank him? He's just a douche. He's <laughs> <laughs> like yo. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, that was sort of a favorite, favorite sort of local story of mine. Uh, you can still see those sort of black handprints on the uh, on the door in the church in Blythesborough today. Um, uh, but so I've been writing about that in a sort of a dirgy pirate song um, from the perspective of um, one of the people that gets killed in the church just to sort of add a bit of a storytelling side to things because I really enjoy writing songs about historical things because you actually are simplifying it for yourself. You've got points that you need to hit. You've got a narrative. You've got a timeline. Um, and you do have a kind of an intro, middle and end. Do you have any references of other artists that do that that you've been looking at recently? Um, the Pogues. And yeah. flogging Molly. Because um, one that might be worth looking into, if you can handle all the progness, is Rush. Oh, they great! Do, yeah. They do a lot of that. Like this method you're using yes. of like finding a real story and sort of um, getting your head around it, and then imagining it from a different angle and making that sort of the the aim of your song is like yeah. half of Rush's back catalogue. Was it? Was it, is it the album two one one two? It's it's a concept, concept album, album yeah. isn't it? And that's it's amazing with these sort of finding music from Rush's tapes and stuff like this. Yeah, um, but yeah, things like that. I, you know, I've been doing that with the Lockerbillies writing concept stuff. Um, so that's been it's been really great to write songs not uh, in the same way that I've done before, where I'm just sort of like I've got a general point and a vibe, and that will get across if it does. You know, mm-hmm. but now it's like no, we have points that we have to hit, and uh, and by the end of it, it's got something that people can research afterwards if they want to. So yeah, that's been quite fun. Um, we had a book launch actually. Well, I didn't write a book. Um, Sophie Green, local Suffolk author who works for Suffolk Libraries, um, she has released a sequel to Popkin and Stubbs. Um, her sort of noir um, detective book that's kind of in, based in the supernatural. So it's kind of like this detective who has a, uh, a ghost helper. Um, but it's all based in this place. It's basically Gotham. It's, it's, she, okay. she was saying she's a massive Batman fan. So I was like, we are going to be friends. Um, so yeah, we, we played at Waterstones, courtesy of Meg Burrows, our mate, um, for her book launch. And it was a really nice little thing. We just I saw a little picture of you and Murray posing with, was it your favourite books? Favourite books found? from the sci-fi. So, so yeah. Murray chose... Um, Do, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? like the Exactly. Precursor to Blade Runner, yeah. or at least the inspiration. Yes, for it. exactly. It was and yeah. what was your one? I didn't recognise. Flowers it. for Algernon. Um, uh, quick side reference: uh, in Brooklyn Nine Nine, in the first episode, we says that one of these pictures is a dumpster, one of them is your locker. Which yeah. one is which? <laughs> but he uh, he gets a mouse out of his desktop, and he goes, oh, Algernon. Um, Algernon is a mouse, and they're basically doing sort of tests on him to try and see if they can improve his intelligence. It works, so they try it on humans, but then they find out the mouse is starting to go back to normal again. So they know this this person that they've increased his intelligence is going to go back to normal. And it's a diary um, basically it, from from his perspective sort of getting smarter and you can see his writing getting better and then suddenly regressing oh, and then cool. yeah it is absolutely amazing and it's heartbreaking if you ever get a chance to read it it's incredible Daniel Keyes I will check that out yeah it's my favourite book um, so yeah that was great. It was nice. It was, so the book launch was really fun. I, I used my Gretsch Rancher, which has got a little Fidelitron humbucker pickup in it. So it's an acoustic, which you can also plug in. Used my little Black Star amp as a little busking amp. And uh, Murray went acoustic, and it was a really nice, simple setup. Um, really nice people there that did not expect there to be live music. So that's a nice little bonus. Yeah, I imagine it's probably sounded quite nice in there, actually. Yeah, very uh, dead. Yeah, the bookshop is really good for acoustics, I imagine. Yeah, definitely. I mean, just there's so many, you know, sort of points where it, you know, just absorb the sound with all these yeah. big old masses of paper. So yeah, that was, that was that was nice, and it was nice to sort of talk to her because I've had a sort of a similar idea about sort of detective noir thing uh, based around Ipswich, and and it was nice to sort of you know cross ideas with her and yeah. and sort of yeah, just sort of meet meet yeah, in the mind of someone who's actually done it and published it and yes. gone all the way with it. Yeah, absolutely, and also getting in the mind of somebody's who's creative that isn't in the music business because yeah. we do run in our own circles, don't we? Sometimes yeah. those circles don't overlap enough. One even might call it a bubble. Ooh, yeah, bubble. Living in a bit of a sort yeah. of echo chamber with 
all our musician yeah exactly but no, who hate echoes <laughs> it's just yeah. flutter echoes ah, I hate it in here yeah. ah. echo chamber that's extremely well maintained in terms yes of acoustics. it's treated yeah. very acoustically yeah. Um, so yeah we had uh, oh it was nice on Saturday um, I got to play a wedding that I was actually invited to <laughs> I mean we play <laughs> okay we are invited to play at weddings we don't just turn up uh, which is like hey I heard you need a band um, and for some reason I'm Bill Clinton um, and uh, we so it was a friend of our, from Mar- of Murray and I's from our childhood who is our one of our best mate Reese's cousins is Callum and uh, and we played this sort of one 45 minute sort of acoustic set before the disco started and it was really nice because afterwards it was like okay I'm done I'm gonna have a drink yeah drink responsibly people don't do it but um I actually and was Josh never drinks I never drink um so that's why I felt really awful on Sunday <laughs> so yeah uh, that was it was kind of nice to actually be at a wedding and be able to sit there and dance with people I know and do the macarena and you did the macarena of course I did the macarena oh, wow. it's a wedding <laughs> Well, I didn't know that I was did, compulsory. I do the Macarena on stage to songs that <laughs> you have played the drums for me doing the Macarena on that the stage. nowhere near the Macarena. <laughs> no. <laughs> but yes, yeah, another have. one of those songs. So this is this is uh, something we've been talking about um, because uh, sometimes we, we'll play a song that we've never played before and I'm like, I know the riff, I know the structure, I know some of the lyrics, so I'm just going to make them up. Um, and, uh, and we were trying to think of songs that people only know a little bit of the lyrics oh classic yeah so um september yeah, earth wind and fire be my first one yeah. do you remember I think september don't stop till you get enough is probably one well a lot of michael jackson stuff where people are just like yeah it's just anything my metallica yeah um and uh what else uh jeremy by pearl jam Jeremy Jeremy spoke in class today yeah, yeah. I, I didn't know that until just now <laughs> but I've the Macarena is one yeah. Macarena is definitely one it's because it's in a different language so you know this is everybody sitting there so going to mime it. it we're English those should learn it in our language for goodness it's sake it's all gibberish do not remember colonialism um so yeah, the, uh, that was that was quite fun. And the last thing that we finished off the weekend was Hamford View Centre. You said now in uh, the little tea hut. It's really great there, isn't it? Little it was vintage a tea really room. interesting surprise. We turned up and there was a few people there who are obviously the organisers. Yes, and we were going. Oh, well, this is a lovely little location, but. Uh, where is everybody? Yeah, the folks. And the the audience were the, I was saying, as we were packing up, the <laughs> yeah. audience were the most punctual and well-behaved yeah. audience ever. Like, exactly arrival time, they all turn up at exactly the yes, same time. they like, did. Like, it, the car park just filled up in about 80 seconds. Yeah. Just rammed full of cars. Everyone came in, hello. Hello, yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here to see the yeah. band, They please. even spoke all at once as well. It was really yeah. Yeah. We are here. Like we have fish from Finding music. Nemo. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And... Yeah. and the second we finished and packed up, they were like, bye, we're going, see ya. Yeah, that was easy. So organised. They were a really lovely crowd. They bought merch, which was very much appreciated. Yeah, they, they really enjoyed, like, just coming up and speaking to us yeah. in the chat as well. But they also run the, uh, not the crowd, the, the guys at Hanford View Centre, um, Chris and Tony, um, and so they've, um, they run the Get Known Be Heard service, which is, like, government-funded for young bands to get a video and a professional recording. So if you are in a young band and you want something done just to, with with a, with people a team behind it that can promote it and do a polished job of it check out get known be heard and it'll be great well their whole shtick was to basically get you moved to the next level like what however good you are they want to put you on like one step above yes that was like their their mo really. that was it and they had a really great studio and it just looked out across hamford this mm. beautiful uh, countryside and just and you can see we, it was like we were singing at felix though it was weird wasn't it uh, it was like i came from there anyway right so let's play some music this is one we haven't played on the show before uh, this is by a band kyanos they're playing uh, locally uh, this weekend stick around for the gig list to find out this is their most recent single called egypt check it out i got it off Bandcamp. That was Egypt by Kyanos. That was the right way to say it. Um, so, yeah, you can check that on Bandcamp and everything else. Uh, but for now, 
let's get to some serious news, huh? Serious news. <laughs> um, music professionals who have worked with U2 and Foo Fighters lined up for Sound City Ipswich Talks. Uh, this is the news that Sound City and Ipswich will be taking place on October 4th. We've talked about this on the show, a foul. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the great thing about it is not only just um, live music happening, which is great in lots of different venues, uh, they are also having music industry professionals coming in to do talks. So let's just a little bit of background on the festival. Uh, there's more than 20 bands performing across four stages. Uh, bands will be performing at the Corn Exchange, the Manor Ballroom and the Smokehouse uh, during the festival, while BBC Introducing is hosting a free stage on the Corn Hill. So where we played... Is that the same staging? The same I don't know, price? actually. I, I would expect so. Yeah. Because um, they sort of, they, you know, they work with the council quite a lot. Yeah. Um, and there'll also be com- a conference and other workshops. Uh, the festival aims to highlight Ipswich's music scene, promote local talent and encourage bands to visit the town on their tours, um, which has been needed for quite a while. Um, this week, um, the panels, uh, guest speakers and debates have just been announced. Uh, I got this news from the East Anglian Daily Times from our mate Jason Noble, good old boy, uh, for the conference element of the event. So I've got a little breakdown of the of the events of the the, the talks, right, so hit me. Hit, oh, I won't. It's, it's not good for the radio. Um, so from twelve till twelve forty five, Venus and local music scene. So it's a panel on the importance of the local music scene, featuring independent promoters George Cox, Georgie Cox, and Amy Rag, Adrian Cook from Arts Council England, uh, Norwich Arts Centre manager Pasco Kelvin, Chloe Ward from Independent Venue Week and Music Venue Trust founder Mark David. So that'll be quite good for anybody that's interested on you know, how v- local venues just are the lifeblood of the music industry. Absolutely. Uh, 1 to 145, uh, how to release music and get paid. Hmm. That's a good one. That is a good one. So it's P- PRS for music and PPL uh, offer advice to DIY songwriters, bands and labels on how to get paid for music and different streams for releasing music. Um, yeah, because there, there are so many different ways to get an income now from music. You can diversify all you like, but they're often very small chunks, aren't they? Yeah, and I've found like even after doing a really professional project for years and years, like the amount that comes in from PPL and PRS is usually, it's kind of like a bit of a drip feed. Yeah, absolutely. Um, whereas, you know, you just need one good sync up sometimes and then, you know, that becomes your main income stream. Just in case nobody knows what you're talking about, what's a good sync up? So a synchronization is mm. where you get your music or your sounds um, synchronized up with a TV advert or a movie or, mm. or, or a game trailer or, or something that's going to be seen by a lot of people, and then you usually get a royalty on it if yeah. uh, if you've if you've come up with a good deal with them. Absolutely. I mean, it doesn't have to be you know the next Avengers movie. It could just be like an independent uh, film on YouTube or, or something like this. Advert for a yogurt in Sweden. Yeah, absolutely. Like it can be anything. Absolutely anything. From anywhere. And it can get you some good money. So they might tell you about how to, um, you know, very utilise that. Uh, at one o'clock, that'll be one o'clock on the, fi- on the 4th of October. Um, 2 to 2.45, they've got In Conversation with Novelist. Uh, so he's Mercury Prize nominated grime artist who has played at Glastonbury. Uh, he's chatting to Angel. Good old Angel, cool. who uh, Angel Joseph from BBC Introducing. Um, she will be sort of going through his career with him. Um, which I think will be a, um, a good little window for, for younger artists, especially there is a good like hip-hop and grime scene around Ipswich, so hopefully some of those guys will turn out and, and, and see what he's talking about. Uh, 3 till 3.45, we've got a guide to record labels, which could be an interesting one. Uh, representatives from Ditto, Mute Records, Absolute and Alcopop Records uh, discussed the differences between solo, independent and major levels and the pros and cons of each. Yeah, It's a very different thing nowadays, isn't it? So all of those guys coming are all representing the sort of uh, indie label yes. thing. That's interesting. Yeah, I think that would be... I mean, I think it's, it's it's a good thing to say to people that this isn't a sort of an opportunity for you to go somewhere and talk to someone and maybe get signed, you know, because there's a record label there. No, it's, it's just, just like information gathering. Yeah, I mean, that's not to say that their ears aren't open to things now that, you know, when they're down here and, and, and talking to people. Um, but this is really an idea of how to get in touch with record labels and try and win them around to you rather than trying to corner them at a conference. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, 4.45, uh, 
uh, four until 4.45, we've got Adrian Bushby talk, uh, the Grammy-winning engineer and producer who has worked with the likes of U2, Spice Girls, Foo Fighters and Muse, uh, gives a talk on his work. That's the last one uh, of the talks, um, which th- that's all very important stuff, I think, that's being discussed. Yeah, so is he doing like a production workshop or is it all kind of based on like uh, like sort of a PowerPointy kind of thing? Do you know? I reckon there'll probably be a mix of both. Yeah. I reckon. I don't think there's going to be any re- recording and then he'll show you how he did it. He'll probably, you know, breaking down his process. Yeah. Um, and hopefully he'll sort of talk about a bit of his career, about how he got to work with such big acts and, and, uh, and you know, different sort of back alleys that you can go down um, instead of, you know, sitting there, you know, sending off a little an application to the Spice Girls. <laughs> yeah, I want to be your friend. Um, so this is some words from Joe Bailey, the the uh, Mano, hey Mano, Mister Big Big Wig, who runs the whole thing, runs the show, um, Sound City Ipswich event organizer. He says we're really excited to be hosting a music industry conference as a part of the Sound City Ipswich Festival, and it's, it shows that we need to have. A sort of a, a double-edged sword to this. Not only just bring a bunch of bands in from outside Ipswich that haven't played here that might uh, open people's eyes to it being good for a, a good place to have live music, which obviously the Ed Sheeran thing showed, where it was 150,000 people came down here. Yeah, paying 90 quid a ticket. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this is 15 quid for, for a day where you can go across four different venues and see 20 different bands. Um, and it's it, But have, sort of showcasing the opinions and the learned uh, industry that we've got here um, around here. Because, you know, they're not just sort of people from outside of Ipswich coming in and telling us how we're supposed to do it. There are people from Ipswich and Suffolk and the surrounding areas uh, at these events and talking about how how it works around here. So I think that'd be really useful. I think it's also going to be quite contingent on enough people showing up to make it seem worth it. I mean, mm. if it if it turns out to sort of, you know, only attract like a small amount of people, then it's unlikely that it'll happen again. Absolutely. So yeah. you've got to keep the momentum going, you know, it's, yeah. down, it's down to the punters, isn't it? You are surely right. Now let's think about this. Thing I thought about this morning. Jingle. Oh, Rich, tell me about fast learning Oh, okay, right. <laughs> so let's it, what, get into what's rapid, it called? rapid skill acquisition. Rapid skill acquisition. So what, why should we know about rapid skill acquisition, Rouge? Because you can pick up um, lots of extremely useful to- tools that you can kind of use throughout your life mm-hmm. um, with very, very minimum effort. Right. Okay. Um, I'm sold. Where do I so sign? it's not necessarily about... Um, like getting freebies there's there's still effort to be put in of course but um you're you're basically being super efficient with how you how you learn mm. okay so after learning lots and lots of different types of instruments you start kind of noticing a pattern about learning how to learn things right you know, it's a little yes. bit meta you know yeah, well, well. Yeah. but um <laughs> so when you've got um you've got something like piano or drums down, mm. you move on to another instrument and you go, oh, okay, well, all the theory part of it and understanding chords and chord changes, well, I've got the hang of that. Mm. And you move to something else and, you know, uh, all, the, all the patterns start to kind of be able to help each other and it snowballs. Mm. But the main interesting thing about speed learning new things is that the very beginning part of learning any new skill, you usually pick up a hell of a lot in the first bit. Mm. Um, and then maybe when you've been doing it for about 10 years, you have to really, really work just to get that next level up. Mm. Anyone who's kind of familiar with, uh, computer games, you might notice like, uh, I don't know, you can level up after doing the most basic thing <laughs> and getting from level Grinding. one to level 10 is a piece of cake, right? Yeah. But then Making iron from, daggers on Skyrim, is it? But that might be the same amount of time just to get from 10 to 13 would have been the same amount as all that first bit. Right. Yes. So imagine all your different skills that you're learning in life being like starting lots of new characters in this game, this like you know hypothetical game and getting everyone up to level 10 Mm -hmm. and let's say that level 10 is a very passable level right then you basically end up with um a bunch of skills that you can use in everyday life and Mm. you know you can you can get by with them right so i've always got to the level of kind of competence with each of these skills just being able to kind of 
you know, um, get by with them. Mm-hmm. And then I usually move on to something else. But what it means is that like, if I need to, you know, dip for a gig or something, yeah, then I can pick it up. You can quickly. pick it up. But so, I've mostly been applying this just to musical mm. instruments that you can do this for anything. Yeah. So that's sort of the, the outcome of it is getting yourself up to a, a good level where it's workable and that you can get hired for it and stuff like this. But how do you break that down, getting from level zero to level 10 and in a short amount of time, like this, this first 20 hours um, book would sort of say? Yeah, so there's a couple of rules that um, I took from the book. Uh, it's, a, it's a book called The First 20 Hours by a guy called Josh Kaufman. And, good name. Um, he actually wrote, he's, he's done a whole bunch of books. That a lot of more of his other books are very sort of self-helpy and then not really appealing mm-hmm. to me, but this one really did. So I had a look into it and he, he has kind of like a formula that he uses. But the things I took from it were one, um, use naps wisely. <laughs> Nappies. Yes. Naps. Oh, right. Sorry. So if you spend an hour grinding away at something, trying to learn something. Maybe it's a new scale. Maybe it's um, like trying to learn a bit of vocab for a new language, whatever it is. Uh-huh. Once you feel like you've sort of, you've burnt out and you've, you've, you've used up your sort of energy for that little session of practice, uh-huh. take a little nap. How long? Because oh, it doesn't matter. Anything over half an hour is, is great. Yeah. Because what's happening is, uh, you know, those times where you've, uh, you've put... Um, like a USB drive into your computer and you drag and drop a file across and you uh-huh. watch it kind of going transferring, transferring. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what your brain's doing. Sorting it. When you're asleep. Mm. Uh, and even just a quick nap will actually kind of move all that into your long-term memory. So it's absolutely essential that you sleep as much as you can. If you remember back to the day when, um, when I had to learn sax really quickly, mm-hmm. between I think it was a Tuesday and a Saturday, um, <laughs> I was very lucky to have some free time in the week. Um, I learned how to play, I think it was tequila or something. Yeah. I had to play the riff, went and took a nap. They did Peter Gunn, I think, didn't you? Yeah, that? woke up and did something else, took a nap. And I did this for like the whole day. Yeah. And a load of it stuck. That's so great. naps, super important. Yeah. Um, or just kind of, you know, doing um, a chunk of the work that you want to do before you go to sleep is good as well. Yeah, that's true. That's a great idea. Um, another thing is... Point two. Uh, point two. Uh, compartmentalize all the skills that you need and turn them into sub skills. Okay. So let's say, let's stick with the saxophone for now. Mm-hmm. Um, for the saxophone, I needed to learn how to do the embouchure and the breathing. Right, yeah. Um, and you need to be able to have the good coordination with the fingers. Mm. I was very lucky that I've been playing um, piano and Bass, guitar and all yeah. sorts of things as well. So that was that was quite easy mm. to pick up. But embouchure and um, learning how to use a reed, I'd never done that before. That yeah. was brand new. So to be able to be a good sax player, I was like, well, okay, well, you need to be a good sort of reed player Mm. and a good sort of like, you need to have good dexterity in your hands. So I thought, okay, those are two different sub skills. So break those down. Mm. Um, And you have to be relatively organized with Mm. this. Um, I actually, I I got hold of um, Ben Gobel and just said to him, look, what do I need to know to be able to smash a gig in like four days time yeah and he said you need to basically know the chromatic scale of the whole saxophone so every note you can reach in order yeah and then you know just pick out all the scales that you know anyway from that yeah um and then he said you need to know like a couple of like you know um blues because because we were playing rockabilly and yes. blues you need to know like four or five notes of a pentatonic scale so all of them, I guess. Well. <laughs> so quarter tonic. But, but even three notes, mm. you can make a great solo out of three notes. Yeah, you, you can add vibrato to things. You can do slides. You can, yeah. um, you can kind of slide up to a note or slide down from a note. You can like repeat notes and do staccato or like held stuff. Like there's mm. so much you can do with just three notes. There's a lot you can do with one note. Yeah, yeah. So just do the bendy once in a while. So to get it all possible, I I just said to Ben like, what what do I need to be able to do to be able to play sax? And he said, mm. well, you need good you know good embouchure. You need to have good control of your mm-hmm. breath. And you need to have the scales memorized. And you need to know a couple of like patterns and like licks and riffs as guitarists like to call them Mm -hmm. um but yeah put all those things together and you've got 
you've got the, the grand skill of being able to play saxophone and then you can break that down into small pieces mm. of subset skills. Subset skills. Okay, that's a good one. I like so, that. Yeah, so we've got napping. Napping. Sub skills. Sub -skills. So break, break it down into smaller skills. Absolutely. And then um, another really good thing to have is an achievable goal. And okay. mine was perfect. It was be able to play sax for about, I mean, I only did it on about five songs or something, yeah. didn't I? Out of a whole Within set a week, of, it's good. <laughs> but but the, the point is that it was like, okay, be able to play, I think it was tequila, Peter Gunn, and then I think I did just like a little weird sax solo in yeah. something in E and something yeah. in G, I think it was. Yeah, I think we did Rock and Robin or something like this. Yeah, so yeah. it was Rock and Robin and it was uh, Shake, Rattle and Roll. That's it, yeah. So and that was still e, really good e and G. So... I just learned uh, sort of the, the easier parts of a pentatonic scale in E and G, mm. learned the parts for Peter Gunn and for, um, for tequila. tequila. Yeah. But then that was my goal for the end of the week. So I just made sure I could just do that. Mm. And if you've got something that you can aim for that is really sort of achievable, yeah. you don't have to go nuts and go, right, in four days I'm going to do this. Gig, you, yeah. could say, you could say, um, okay, in six months I just want to be able to play um, like two scales. Yes. And it just make a goal that is achievable, that is doable, and then just make sure that you get there by the time, yeah. you know, the date comes. Because you do it that way, you're not stressing yourself by, you know, having to do, you know, two hours a day or something like this. You, you just do 15 minutes, half an hour every day, have a nap. Yeah, you know, exactly. you, you compartmentalize it. And then if you, especially if you're setting yourself a date for that goal, you know, you sit there and say, by this time, I want to yeah. have this. And, and it really does help you to go, oh, right, well, that didn't work out. So I'm going to try something different next time instead of just sort of randomly having to go. But anyway, thank you very much for, for that, Rich. That really does help. And it gives a lot of people direction for practice. So let's get to the gig list. Shouldn't go da gig list no uh, because no, I, I took it from me being jingle. stupid live uh, <laughs> uh, no it's yes my jingle shut up rich um rich please so uh we've got a show this sunday yeah. we are playing together uh for the first time in a while uh with the buccaneers our yeah. pirate shanty group we're playing at a brand new art center in trimley called two sisters um it's it's one of the it's one of the churches in trimley you've got saint mary's church and saint martin's church this one's at saint mary's church and it's basically uh just an, a really old disused church which has been host to some amazing jazz musicians recently and, and sort of community run we're going to be there from two to four, uh, and it's going to be a nice special little setting, I think. There's really old music, you know, from the 1500s up to now in a very old church. I think it's going to be biblical. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, man. Um, then we've got, immediately after that, I'm running up to Ipswich uh, to do the duo show with the Lockerbillies at The Forge. Um, That'll be with me. With you. Yeah. I better get my fingers healed up before then, then, yeah. because my fingers are black from playing double bass. <laughs> so you've got two shows with me this Sunday. That's right. Poor old boy. Um, Thursday, uh, this is off the Lockerbillies and Buccaneers stuff. So Thursday, the 19th at seven, we've got a big punk night. We've got Rash Decisions, Domestics, uh, the Domestics and the Incisions at the Smokehouse. They're sort of bands from all over the place, but the Domestics are local. So, you know, go Makes support sense. it. Exactly, right? The Domestics. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> good. Or they're just, you know, just drink Stella. Um, Friday, the 20th at 7 p.m. We've got JJ Marsh uh, playing at the Music Room. So, you know, the old Premier Pool Club. Oh, wow. So there's still doing some stuff up there uh, JJ Marsh has, has played with a lot of people from Deep Purple um, you know sort of Richie Blackmore and, and Rainbow and stuff like this so yeah he's quite he's quite a uh, he's quite a good player and, and the uh, everybody else in his band is you know sort of top session musicians as well so that'd be interesting to hear some stories as well um, Friday and Saturday the 20th and the 21st uh, the all day there are there is a beer festival going on, uh, which is run by Hopsters, the the amazing craft ale place in town uh, on St. Nicholas Street. They've got live music from Mark Morris and Louis Floyd Henry. Louis Floyd Henry is amazing. He's a, he's a busker and he's just got a kick drum and he's got a strat and he's, he plays like Hendrix, but it's just him by himself and he's got these chord oh, melody stuff. Fun. He's great. Um, but they are raising money for IO Radio. Oh, cool. Wee! 
Um, so yeah, part of Ipswich Community Media. Um, so that's going to be the Corn Exchange. Um, yeah, nice one to Ed Barnes for putting that one on and Steve-O. Uh, I hope you have a really great time. Um, Friday the 20th, we've got Trash Kit at the Smokehouse. That's here, post-punk stuff uh, from Landan. Uh, Saturday and Sunday, all day, we've got Art Eat Festival happening at the Ipswich Waterfront. So it's lo- sounds like a typo. Art Art Eat? Art Eat. I did. It's really hard to say it very quick and if mm. you're slurring. R8. Um, yeah. What's that about then? R8. But it's, it's sort of food from all over the world, uh, from local, uh, locally sourced to, you know, again, all over the place. Um, chefs from from near and far, but as well as um, great music uh, from one other place, including Tallulah Good Times. Oh, nice. She will be playing. Um, uh Bessie Turner, I think, is playing. and I'm not sure, actually. No, Bessie Turner's playing uh, Sound City. I'm being silly. I've, I was researching that this today as well. And Jell is definitely playing, though. Uh, and another amazing band from uh, Norwich called Gali, or Gali, Gali, Gali. They're great. We've played them on the show before. I just don't know how to pronounce the name. Um, but after that, on the Saturday, the 21st, at 7.30, we've got Stretch Soul Gang, Daniel Lee Harvey, for the 5011 Art Eat After Party, featuring... Impilo Ooh, yeah. at Cult. So yeah, that'll be nice to sort of finish the day off with when you've got a food baby and you're mm. dancing around, let it slosh about while you're playing with some hip hop. Um on the Saturday twenty first, Lady J, hello love. Um thanks for writing in with that one. She's gonna be playing at eight thirty at the Castle Inn in Framlingham. Uh she assures me there will be amazing storytelling, uh crowd percussion participation. Uh say that fast, as well as a cherry bakewell competition. So I have no idea. If that means you can eat it the fastest, or who can throw it the furthest, or if you uh, if you are participating in the percussion, you can eat a pie. You can hit a pie. <laughs> oh, you tart! Um, so Saturday the twenty first, uh, that is Lady J uh, in Berry, St Edmunds, uh, at the Hunter Club. We've got Kyanos, who we played earlier, Lemon Days, Badstone from. Jamie and Craig from here, the amazing people. Uh, Fuse and the party line are at the Hunter Club in Berry. And to finish off the week, uh, if you do have some younger musicians that do not know uh, where to start in terms of starting a band, good old Rob Lewis, neighbour to web tunes over here, um, is running Icebreakers at the Railway on Sunday at 2.30pm. Um, so if you've just by yourself and you want to sing in front of people for the first time, that's great for you. Um, uh, and if you want to just meet people your, your age that you want to jam with, that's also great for you. But it's all under experience. 18 stuff. So uh, it's and no judging. Yeah. No judging, just music. So yeah, well... Before we go anywhere, I want to say get well soon, Lynn Beal. Thanks for listening in, mate. I um, hope we'll play something fun for you to listen to. This is going to be a Stretch Soul Gang tune. Before we play that, Rich, on air high five, please. Oh, oh that was a good sound. Satisfaction. How, did that hurt the uh, the bass? No, it's fine. They just exploded on your hand. You've got a blood Ooh, blister all over you. Yummy, yummy, yummy. Um, so, yeah, uh, thank you, Rich, for, for filling in. Uh, if you listen. Yeah, man, it's, it's always really interesting. You've got a great, um, you know, breadth of, of experience in the industry and you're a font of knowledge. So if people do want to check his stuff out, you go to Webtunes. Uh, he's also a piano tuner. So if you do have an old piano in your house that needs doing, uh, that you've been putting off for ages, talk to Rich. All right, this is uh, Ain't Got No Money by Stretch Soul Gang. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>